Hello and welcome to the latest Shiny. Uh, I am your host, Rob Hirschfeld, and with me I have Reckon CTO, Greg Althaus. Hi. This is a latest Shiny interstitial, so the, the idea here is I wanted to have a 10-minute, maybe 15-minute conversation with Greg about something that we see all the time in the industry and um, came up the other day in conversation, and I wanted to share it with you so that, that you can sort of think about one of these challenges. Uh, it goes back to a comment we were having with a prospect um, who said, literally, we need to go see if we have money for this, and then stopped and said, well, by money, I actually mean time, because our constraint is really the time it takes, not the money, um, which struck me as amazingly true. Um, in this case, it was a bank, but we, we deal with companies that have plenty of money <laughs> when, they, when they want. Uh, what they seem to always be missing is time. Um, and Greg, is, is that resonate with you? Is the, is the time that's the problem for an ops team? I think so. From what we've seen, most of the operators doing the jobs are usually double booked or in some cases triple booked on what they're expected to do and maintain. And then when they're told, hey, here's something new to go look at that will save you time, they're not given the time to go and actually evaluate whether it would work for them or not. And so they're in firefight mode, just keeping their operations going and aren't actually budgeted to, to make that progress. We, we see that with Braden Bios, um, which I would all, I've always thought for years should be this big selling feature, being able to patch Raiden Bios. It's, you know, this routine, just, you know, mind numbing chore of having to patch and keep up with machines but we don't see that happen, right? They, they don't, you know, I have had this argument a lot of times. I think it's a feature and you, you don't see it as motivational. Why, why don't people want to use, you know, a tool to fix the rain bios? Why do they keep doing this by hand or with homegrown scripts? To me, it comes back to the same time question. I have a homegrown script. It works well enough. I spend my five days every quarter, every year, whatever my, my patch cycle turns out to be. And it's good enough. Yeah, you could potentially help me turn that to one day, but on the individual basis, it doesn't necessarily save a lot of time, even though overall it will eventually get you to where you save time. It seems to ignore, though, part of the challenge with these operations in general, which RAID would be an BIOS is an example, in the sense that that script always breaks. Because <laughs> Dell or HP, added a new version of something or has a new driver set or something. So we have to retweak it, reset it, redrive it, make new progress, clone something else, right? So then that five, that's why it takes five to 10 days to do the operation because it's not being actively maintained. Right. So then, so then what we end up with these huge cost risk benefit things it's like all right if i'm going to be constantly patching my bios we're going to make the assumption that it's going to be constantly breaking but i'm going to be doing nothing but chasing that you know chasing my tail all the time on that that operation um which is the sort of climate that's what continuous integration continuous development is supposed to solve we're supposed to get out of that chasing your tail because something is hard if you break it into small pieces you fix it um, as you go it just, it feels like that hasn't made it for us, that hasn't made it down into hardware yet, um, or the hardware cycle. 
Yeah, and I think part of that is the the regularity that people perceive they need to do it, right? There's not, other than our own tool, an easy way to do it. So either you're, you're going to get familiar with our tool and realize it will help you save time, or you're just going to continue to go with what you think is there. And that's roll it yourself, do it yourself, manage it. The, the challenge is the, the cost versus time versus people for some reason that I can't necessarily always put my finger on hasn't made it into the, Hey, if I did this move to something that's maintained while it costs me a little on the front end, I get a lot of benefit on the back end. Hasn't just been a transition point. And part of that's because the, the lack of belief and the capability of the tool, right? No, that can't happen. That's always been really hard, right? (laughs) It's I, I yeah I call that I call that suffering with a toothache problem right yeah and so it's always been hard it's always been painful to tell my father did it it's right that kind of thing and so you then go well this is just what we do well okay you could do better but the question is what's the overhead of the tool to replace it and do I have time to go evaluate it and the the teams that are seem to be making the best progress and advancements forward seem to be the ones that allocate at least some measure of time to evaluating new things to do better, right? And if you're always running around with your head cut off, then there's no time to do anything else. I was going to say that strikes me when you go back to the SRE literature, right? Allocating time to automate and fix your problems and, and not be running always firefight mode is exactly the way you get out of firefight mode is by having enough enough investment on on innovating it's it's not even in it but this isn't even innovation in a way or is it well i think there's an element of innovation in the looking at the problem right i mean innovation doesn't necessarily have to come in the form of technology or tools it can come in the form of process and people too right Mm -hmm. up updating your view of I don't have to do this by hand on a thousand servers. Okay. That's an innovation in and of itself around the mindset. Um, so I think part of it becomes a question of vision. Do you have somebody at the management level in the organization to say, I'm tired of doing this this way. I'm going to support you guys learning a new, new method to do this. And, and I'm going to support you by giving you the time to do it. Then you have to have operators that are willing to go, hey, I have a few moments. Let me go see if there's a better way to do this. And will that make my life better? Right? I mean, that's the challenge is getting, getting enough focus to say, hey, there are ways to do this better out there. Let's do that. And that actually saves me time, which saves me money, which can justify either the cost of the service or the product without having to go, well, here we go again. Let's. And, and that, that strikes me as a really important point. And I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to our product in, in a second, but I remember when SSDs came out, Joel on software was like, go buy your developers SSDs. They're expensive as heck at the time, but get them because when they do a build of your software and it takes them three minutes instead of 30 minutes, because that was the difference in time that you would get. 
that meant that your developer kept working at the desk and right and and <laughs> iterated through the code more quickly and then they started doing builds on a regular basis and testing and things like that it completely changed their work it wasn't just oh i'm building faster you're actually doing builds in a, you know you're thinking of the whole system better I, I think we have the same problem when we talk to operators who don't even realize that when it takes four hours to reinstall a server, it's not just the fact that we could do it in four minutes instead of four hours. We're actually saying you're not going to leave your desk. You're not losing a half day of work. You can make a small change and propagate it through your infrastructure. It's a complete mind shift change, right? That, that's, that's a process innovation that you're describing. Right. Um, it, it it makes the the iterative operations more possible, right? Like you said, the the fight the coffee break. <laughs> I, and coffee breaks are really expensive. Or when you're dealing with a problem and you're so afraid to push the button because it's going to be a four-hour commitment before the the work shows up on the other side. Um, you know, you and I lived through this, right? This was what OpenStack installs were back in the day, still are. Right. If it takes me, you know, I make one code change to a configuration file and then I have to turn the crank for hours to go see if it worked. Ah, uh, it's, you know, I, one, I'm not going to want to stay in that job, which is a problem in itself. But two, I'm not going to want to make those changes. Well, um, and I think I think the fear factor that you describe is actually contributing to the problem. Right. One of the reasons it takes four hours, you know, to update a BIOS that you do every two years is because you waited two years to update a BIOS and it's going to take two, you know, four hours and a whole tool chain change because you weren't keeping up with the latest set of changes. And right. so it's one of those, the iterative design, right? If you can get to that with shorter tooling and other stuff, lets you keep up better with the changes, doing the incremental changes as they come along versus having to re-architect every time you reevaluate or relook at the tooling. And that's, that's a challenge in of itself, right? Um, which has also helped in some regards or mitigated by the fact that you could do iterative procedures faster, right? If I can roll my BIOS in a two-hour window in an automated way where nobody's really involved, after I've vetted it on a couple of systems right. across my whole data center on a monthly or weekly basis, then that tools outage or that tools change can be incorporated faster and easier with less overhead. Right. And it, the, the challenge has always been though, converting that from time at the moment to time in the future. And, you know, I think that turns into an organizational challenge. It doesn't become a tools problem, it's an organization problem. And I think that's exactly the, the challenge, right? If the management team is not saying, how are we eliminating these long pole dead times first? Because that, right, our problem, you know, our problem, the, the organ management's problem in creating a more innovative, dynamic, agile, responsive, you know, environment is not just saying, hey, yes, you can go take risks. It's actually saying the cost of, of iterating through those risks and learning, it, we're fixing that problem first. If, if it takes you days to learn simple lessons, 
then you have a serious issue in your organization and you have to think about it like that. And I, I guess that's where this time, this time and money thing was, is you've got, you know, we were talking to this prospect sort of to bring it all the way full circle. And, you know, this person's job was to find the tools and improve the processes and make things go. Um, and even for them, it was, well, I've, I've got all this other work I've got to do. I've got to clean up all this other things before we can even look at how we improve with this. Um, and I get it. I, I understand everybody's busy. We all fill our time. It's going to take them weeks to, to even evaluate, you know, spend a couple hours evaluating something that could save them hours and hours and hours every day for across the team. Um, and it's, this isn't just us. This is generic stuff. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out the right way to make people have, you know, prioritize or create slack in their schedules or something like that. And, and that, that was where this sort of conversation went for me um, as, as a symptom of this bigger problem we see. Uh, you have a closing thought on that, Greg? Does that, does that sort of gel for you for what we've been I, seeing? It, it does, but to avoid a downer kind of place, <laughs> I do think there are some organizations that are trying to do better, right? We've, we're working with one of our customers who actually has said it's a priority to automate. It's a priority to see where we could add tooling and is that tooling valuable? And in the process has made sure that they've allocated, you know, 10% or 20% of their uh, operators and engineers and architects time to help facilitate others' evaluations of products and, and processes to say, hey, this is, this is where we're going. And that allows them a huge level of agility in dealing with process problems. And it's been very uh, encouraging in working with them because their team is enabled to say, okay, that's interesting. That might save me time. Let's look at it a little deeper. Oh, it will. Or no, it won't, right? And in straight honesty, right, you, you've got to be paired, prepared for the no, too. But you know, this way you have some, oh, if that falls into place, then we can skip these full sets of steps, which represents, you know, five hours on, you know, 30,000 machines or whatever, then that becomes meaningful. Right. The customer you're thinking of, and I, I like, I do like bringing this positive, they've done, they, there were two events that sort of, I wanted to highlight from our experience with them um, without giving people any idea about who it was at all. One of them is, when we're in a meeting with somebody and, and they think, oh, we need this team to help and give us an opinion or weigh in on this, their, their management team is able to call up that team and get somebody on the phone inside of a couple of minutes. Um, it doesn't take three days to get it scheduled. They are responsive to each other to say, another team needs me, needs my opinion. I'm gonna make time, I'm gonna get the right people involved. Um, and that happened consistently in our meetings, right? That's part of what you're describing as this very honest, get the people involved, have them make decisions, trust them to make decisions. Um, that, that was amazing. I remember Greg and I looking at each other the second time it happened to be like, did they just make a decision like that? Bring the right people together and make a decision. It was amazing. Um, and then the other one was we sat down with one of the executives at the company and they said, I don't care how great your tech is. Are my people able to use it? Does it make our processes better? Because that's what, I, that's what I'm actually fixing. 
Um, and those that, you know, that, that's where you look back and you're like, okay, this organization really understands what they're trying to do, which is improve the people and the process um, and building healthy relationships between teams to do it. So Greg, I, you're right. I think it's important to, to think through this can be done and it's not really that hard. Hey, thank you. Uh, we've let this run a little bit longer than the 10 minutes that you, you might have thought you signed up for, but I hope it was helpful. Um, these are really down in the deep technology problems that we see across every organization. We see organizations solving them um, and we see organizations sort of stuck in this loop of trying to solve them and not knowing where to start. And, um, we're really excited to sort of try and share and help people bootstrap their way into um, much more productive uh, operations. Cool. Greg, thank you. Appreciate the time. This is really helpful. Yeah. Thanks. Everybody, this was a latest shiny interstitial. Um, if you want more, please subscribe to our, our feed. Um, leave us comments. Uh, contact uh, Steve Inspector or I about who you think should be on the podcast and, and where you think it should go. And give us feedback on, on what we can do better. We always want to hear it. Thank you.